I would want to be a bear. Oh, I I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> this was your question. What do you mean you didn't know it was an I option? I know, I know. I listen, I get I messed up, all right? I just never thought Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 28, I think. I am your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hatch. This is the episode where we reveal that we never learned how to count past 25. (laughs) I I don't have any more fingers and toes than that. I only have 25. <laughs> oh, Lord. housekeeping up top. So obviously you can listen to us anywhere, right? Um, follow us on Twitter. It's the easiest way to keep up the date on episodes. That's at Podcast Core. That's C O R. And you can send an email at the same name at gmail.com. Please leave a like, follow, short review, and tell a friend to maintain their health by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. We're healing today. We're healing today. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So I I know last time I slacked on State of the Game. This time I slacked, but less. Good. Good for you. Improvement, improvement. So I am actually, I did play a little bit and I'm playing before everything shifts so I don't get completely lost, (laughs) right? In that that World of Warcraft uh, Shadowlands sauce. But I played nothing special. But you'll like this. Ezreal Lux Tempo. Bang. My man. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was good to come back. I, I, I'm a tempo, like I said, aggro tempo player. So I was like, I want to play something, but I need something a little more slow and controlly so I can get back to see like what decks are being played on ladder. Uh, and that's been a good, a good fun time for me. Not playing any of the newer special cards um, besides the one that gives you plus two, plus two and allows you to block elusives. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm playing. That's the only fresh card in there. Um, everything else is kind of like run that, of the mill. That, so, that card is like pseudo Imba. Like, yeah, that, that's like not running Pale Cascade if you're playing Targon. Like mm-hmm. it's auto include. What are you playing? Um, you're, you're playing something well, fun this, here. Th- this week, I, I, I was kind of the one that was slacking. Um, <laughs> to, to quote a very wise friend of mine, a guy mm-hmm. by the name Ryan, I didn't play as much as I wanted to this last week. Um, but I, I went back to uh, a deck that I, I've talked about here before, which is is Soraka Shivana, yes, um, and doing dragons as far as like using Shivana's stuff to heal while killing, and mm-hmm. that helps with your Soraka level up. And <coughs> since with the Shivana buff, like it also just feels even a little bit nastier. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's what dirty boy. Yeah, like my my handful of games before I go and get distracted have been yeah. with that. <laughs> I, feel, I dude, I can relate. <laughs> so let's let's go ahead and hop straight to the main topic. Then the goat of healing. Listen, I was very proud Shut of up. that title. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I, I I'm glad that we don't like share video feed with these podcasts because you're this, this grid of yours. <laughs> not yet, not yet. Soon, uh, once we get our studio, we're, we're getting there. It's baby steps. One day. Yeah, but we're talking about Soraka. I mean, it's it's something that we've been talking about in the past because of Celestials, and there'll be a lot of references to other episodes. So make sure if you haven't listened to those, you go listen to those. It'll give you a better in-depth picture of what's going on here. But we're going to start with spells. And the spell we're starting with is Guiding Touch. It's pretty straightforward. So we've talked about the 
cards that do things like draw cards or replace themselves in the past, but never gave you the name of it. So for it's called a cantrip is what that's referred to. I realized that and it's episode 28. I I feel like we would have said cantrip. You know what? You if we didn't so. say cantrip before, it's probably the listener's fault. <laughs> I can't be held responsible. <laughs> Could you imagine a DM that's like, hey, I didn't hear you guys say cantrip. So you might want to do that. Love listener. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. I apologize on behalf of both of us. <laughs> well yeah, so this spell set it is cantrip. It fits really well into the lore of Soraka. Uh it's good for thing decks. That's what cantrips do. So the, the the basis of it is that you use a spell, it provides you with some effect towards the game, but also replaces itself in some manner, whether it generates a new card or pulls a card on the deck, right? And that's also called thinning. So that's thinning your deck is a good strategy for things that have like combo-based uh, strategies and control-based strategies. So this card is good for that. Uh, and it's cheap cost, right? It's not a three-mana burst spell. It's a two-mana burst spell. Yeah, I mean, uh, like, <laughs> it, it, uh, the cheap cost, to, like I would argue, is a is a pre prerequisite to being a cantrip too, because yeah. you can't be doing like um uh the healing touch from ionia seven mana <laughs> slow speed to yeah. draw one card I, that's <laughs> not a cantrip not, not a cantrip, a cantrip. <laughs> <laughs> so guiding touch duh, it heals an ally or your nexus for two so it's versatile and then you draw one uh, so it has a lot of room there to be played at any point in the game and still give you that value uh the main reason i chose it though was because of the reference to soraka uh in her story which has is going to get into later she does this thing where she migrates to different villages, teaching healing magic. And the creature on the card is a Stellacorn, which we'll get into those as well, um, which is something that's been introduced uh, in the uh, Legends of Runeterra story here to give us a sense of how the Celestials are being involved in this magic, etc. And the with this one to the uh, the. The nice thing with it is that the art is adorable. Yes, like it, it's like a puppy. It, it's like a like a goat puppy almost. Yeah. Like you know, a lot of references to goats. Shout out to goats this week. Um, <laughs> but the like the, the art of this. My drink. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but like the art Shout the art on this card goats. is the good. The, the art is good. It's adorable. The card yeah. is very good because it's flexible because it can also heal your face which is yes not everything like there's not a lot of face interaction so that's yeah like it's flexible good art just uh, chef's kiss chef's great kiss. a card so this takes us to our follower which is also related to this which is the resplendent stellicorn say which, that three times fast i know right <laughs> i had to take enough time to practice saying it <laughs> one time um, but this one's not particularly anything special. It's a five cost four five that has on play heal an ally and your nexus for three. You know, that's that's a solid card at that cost. There's a lot of competition. The main reason I chose it once again is because it shows you another form of a Stellacorn, an adult Stellacorn. Um, and then it comes it, it, it kind of gives you more story in the quote about how the Stellacorn plays into teaching healing magic and bringing that to mortals. Um, and it's the lifespan. So over all the Stellicorn cards, if they're in the art, there's enough information that tells you about them coming to earth as babies, youngling, younglings, and then growing up and the influence they have um, on the society before they go off 
to go back into the stars, right? It's like this cycle of life type situation. I'm really glad you picked this one because I I, I don't I don't think I've ever seen the card in game. No. Um, <laughs> but I also never I also never really read the quote and like the like even though it's just flavor text, like they they put a lot into this like they, yeah i just want to read the quote that's what we do here right so see <laughs> see that star moving across the night sky that's a grown stellacorn while the young ones lend us their healing magic until they can be returned to the sky grown stellacorns can wield the power of their own uh, it is considered very lucky to see one and know it from what it is luckier still to care for one what what is that that's weird I, it, it's not weird. Wait. I think you just messed up the cadence. Like, so I, I'm going to blame you. For, I'm going to blame you for being Canadian on that. Luckier one. still. Oh, yeah, that's that's a weird sentence. Yeah, I so, probably shouldn't have read that. Yeah. <laughs> it is considered. Read. It is considered very lucky to see one and know it for what it is. Luckier still to care for one. Oh, it's like a whimsical presentation type. Oh, okay, it's uh, like a story. Someone wasn't in drama club. Right. I blame Ladari. All right, I blame Ladari. <laughs> um, so but yeah, like some, they, some lore. They they put a lot of work into this, and yeah. the especially like the pointing out that the shooting stars are actually stellicorns. Yeah, and that leads us to the celestial bodies, which leads Ooh. us into Soraka herself. So, Soraka. So Soraka is the OG unicorn head healer from League of Legends. <laughs> Is that how you're going to present her? This is the worst, like, WWE <laughs> intro ever. Yeah, so, you know, like, you insert, like, all of the memes, like, right in there. Uh, yeah. But it's it's the banana girl herself. The banana um, girl. So, so Sor- Soraka is actually a manifest, a physical manifestation of a celestial, mm-hmm. um, and specifically a celestial that has been been watching over Runeterra and felt compelled to come down to Runeterra after witnessing how the mortals in the plane of Runeterra were just creating endless chaos. Mm-hmm. And Soraka wasn't the only celestial watching all this. And for anyone who's listened to our A Soul or Aurelian Soul episode, you know, that's the celestials do have involvement. And but all the celestials can see what's happening in Runeterra. So everyone's watching this and Soraka is finally like, look, I can't it's like watching two children just duke it out yeah and so she says i can't do this anymore i gotta go down there so she manifests herself in a mortal body um and the lore actually says that like her celestial powers and her her relationship with the stars actually burns out the body from the inside yeah um that is an image (laughs) i didn't know if i needed to actually have that image put in my mind, but it's like trying to put a, what, a square a square peg in a round hole. Is like yeah. there's too much power to encase in a mortal shell. Yeah. <laughs> Just burned out the shell. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks, Riot. Um, <laughs> Dark, but gritty. Soraka s- says to herself that all of the pain will be worth it if she can yeah. bring order to the chaos. Yeah. And it really gives kind of more of a vibe of like the the Grecian gods on Olympus, and like they are. Mm-hmm trying to watch and rule over from on high. Yeah. Now, while Soraka is on Runeterra, she's 
watches as the mortals are constantly lying and cheating and yeah. killing each other. She witnesses nations go to war with each other. Yeah. And it seems that there is an infinite amount of pain and chaos that the mortals create for themselves. And she's constantly trying to bring order to it. Yeah. But after she stayed for some time, we don't really get a breakdown of how much time uh, with this part of the story. Yeah, it says millennia. <laughs> and this time. isn't even and it's not even the first millennia. That's yep. what yes. that's what makes it crazier. <laughs> so like that we don't get it we don't know how much time it takes for Soraka to get to this point. Yeah. But it takes time. Yeah. Um and but the Soraka story of does, gross people. <laughs> Lord. Um so Soraka does reach a point where she realizes that from this ability to create an infinite amount of chaos, mm -hmm. there's also an infinite possibility to create compassion yes. with the mortals. And once she's able to see that and realize it, she kind of lets go of her original mission to bring order to the chaos, to try to rein in all of Runeterra. So she sets out through Runeterra again, except this time she's just trying to keep the mortals that she comes across healthy mm -hmm. and bring them a little bit of happiness. And she does this by using her ability to commune with the stars and celestial bodies <laughs> to to bring healing magic to these people. Yep. So then the legend of Soraka begins to grow where people in Freljord talk about a, a unicorn that can bring healing to the worst of frostbite. Yeah. And the people of Zaun talk about how a, a purple skinned woman is going around healing people from the black lung pop. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that legend continues to grow. And, yeah. Soraka then like decides to reside in the western part of the mountains of Targon, mm -hmm. um, and she stays with the tribes of Vestaya. Yeah. Um, now, the only thing that we really got so far with the tribes of Vestaya, we, we do have a little bit with the cards that came out with Mountain of Targon, which was most notably would be um uncle ramu or is it yeah. uncle ramu or grandpa um, ramu yeah, yeah i i've played this game before trust me <laughs> i know you're <laughs> i'm so bad at this uh and then the star shepherd yes um where it's you know purple skinned people so yeah. they look very much like soraka but she stays with these people teaches them what she knows about the magic that she calls upon from the stars and then she watches as civilizations rise and fall and rise and fall and this goes on for even more millennia yeah. and and her story kind of tails off with we don't she does only she knows why she's still here and what she's yeah. waiting for and it kind of tapers off. So Soraka's story in a nutshell is the small town Southern Baptist preacher <laughs> that ends up going abroad on a mission and then realizes that, you know what, guys? Peace and love. <laughs> and then comes back with a little bit more of a laissez-faire attitude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that uh, – Though her story is simple, something that's not, you know, as fully simple would be her card. <laughs> yeah. 
this card, <laughs> I've like and like I've said for two weeks now, I've been talking to you about how I've been playing Soraka Shivana, and yeah. it's because like Soraka can get nutty. Yeah. Um, so Soraka is a three mana one six. Sheesh. So she got a dump truck. Um, she thick boy. <laughs> um, and so three mana one six. That's with- when everybody turns off the podcast. <laughs> I, I killed the show. I'm sorry. I'll leave now. Um, so uh, she has support, mm-hmm. and the support is heal me and my supported ally for four. And she levels up when you have healed a damaged ally four times. So with with her on the field, you know, it's basically if both her and the supported ally are damaged. It's only two attacks and she flips. Mm-hmm. And if you have more healing effects, you can flip her even faster. And when she flips, that's when it gets nutty because then she gets plus one, plus one. So two, seven. And the first time you heal a damaged ally each round, draw one. That's and then massive. support fully heal my supported <laughs> me and my supported ally. I I made a, a clowny deck before. I've already deleted it because it was terrible. Um, <laughs> it was a disgrace. The, the game that I deleted it off of was uh, I got a um, Mage Seeker random card, and it was the redoubled Valor from Demacia. So it's uh, heal fully heal uh, target. Uh, ally and yeah. then double their stats and specifically the deck that i was playing was um a soraka it was Sor- soraka heimerdinger no soraka vi yeah it was soraka vi so i had a vi with like 20 attack <laughs> because <laughs> with 20 attack and i had played like a couple other buffs on it so she had like 12 hp yeah. it was something ridiculous and um and like I just dumped everything onto this vine, and then it was like I attack in, and it's fully healing the vine. So it's like healing this one unit for like thirteen HP. It was something yeah. ridiculous, and I was just like, "This is great value." And then I'm drawing a card too, and I'm like, "Yeah!" And then um, and then it got hit with vengeance. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't even vengeance. It was hush. Oh no, we talked about that card too much. <laughs> this is even the reason I didn't even pick it for this episode because of how much we talk about that damn card. <laughs> so yeah, like this this like Soraka is nutty. Like the, yeah. the ability to have like a card draw on not just a creature, but yeah. on a champion, which is already more difficult to get rid of, and a seven health minion, like so good it's so freaking good yeah um and you can do so many nutty things and i think that's why i've been having fun just building a lot of decks with soraka because yeah, it's, it's value it's, town yeah it's value town and you know story-wise i definitely say you know once again go back and listen to our episodes where we talk more about celestials the leona episode like go go back and listen to those because it gives you more about what's going on here and we're getting the next set and something we're going to talk about in some later episodes as we're getting the last bit of cards coming out which should be interesting to see how this whole thing wraps up, right? Yeah, and for this call to 
what is it called to the monument? What is it called to the mountain? They call it the mountain. Yeah, call it the mountain. Yeah, we we've done this before. We swear. We've done. We, we promise. We promise. Yeah. We play but, this game. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely a lot already. A lot more exciting things ahead too. Because uh, at the time of this recording, we've got the reveals for Victor, and reveals for Zoe, yep. and. Not a full reveal yet, but they might as well have just spoiled that then we're going to get Riven. Um, oh, he's so. calling it. He's calling it. Oracle Hetch has spoken. Oracle Hetch has spoken. This this oh. is after I've seen a card that they've revealed called Blade of the Exile. Yeah, I'm really <laughs> – I'm digging deep for this one. <laughs> the hot takes. I mean, like Hetch is so, – man, he's on another level, you guys. He has Twitter. Yeah. The, the <laughs> other thing is that's going on right now as we record is the first major tournament for – Legends. So it's it sucks to always say let. I was I always have to think like how to say it right because you can't really shorten it to Runeterra. You can't shorten it to Legends. And like we do a podcast about the lore of Runeterra, exactly. so we we don't want to say lore. Yeah, because that's what we talk about is the lore of lore. Yeah, lore but squared. We'll, yeah, but we're having the first major tournament for the game, right? And it's giving a lot of exposure. They've made the right plays. Um, and I was watching it, and there's been some cool decks coming out as well. Now that you're seeing, now that the pro tour, ha- the pro pro scene has visibility. It's going to be awesome for the game. Um, so if you're a new listener, if you found us somehow after you know watching that stuff, welcome. It's degeneracy. Please go listen to all of the degeneracy, so you can be one of us. We we stand degeneracy on this podcast. We stand, we stand degeneracy. <laughs> and with that, we get into the part of the episode where I have a question for Hatch. Uh, so, <laughs> well, I thought we were just talking about the tournament. Like, so, we were going to have a good week, man. For this episode, the question is, if you had to be half animal, which animal would it be and which half? <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you have to tack on the second half of that question? <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so as always, because I'm the one punishing him, I go first. Mine is anything special. It's kind. Of, it's the bull, right? The minotaur approach, um, and it's bottom half. And I say bottom half because, listen, humans are so dominant for a major reason. It's our endurance. All right, and I want to maintain that endurance, but also have a thick booty and strong legs so therefore it's the only option give me a bull and make it the bottom baby all right, all right. so you're, you're thinking <laughs> centaur yeah all right. okay okay except all right all right you're a i just didn't want the extra you know? legs you're too much trouble all right so i would um i would want to be a bear oh i I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> this was your question. What do you mean you didn't know it was an option? I know, option? I know. I, listen, I get I messed up, all right? I just never thought. Man. Uh, all right, yeah, I'll let you so, have it. But, but okay, I would want to be a bear, and I would want the bear to be top half. You know, like, okay. so that way, um, you know, this is going to be a little revealing. Like, if you have weak stomachs, like, you can turn <laughs> off the podcast now. But I've... I've got I've got a very round um, as uh, you know in the comedy world a fluffy body type. <laughs> um, so you know if I could, but my legs since I'm yeah. since I'm on the heavy set side, my legs are like 
they have to support a lot. Yeah, like tree trunks. All right, so I keep these these tree trunks of just power yeah and then replace it with the ferocity of a bear on top <laughs> that would be awesome it's kind of like you're like a druid sort of at that point yeah, like a tank okay. druid. perfect perfect <laughs> could like you imagine I, like, I wish now i want fan art of me with minotaur bottom and you with top bear <laughs> Oh, anyone can do that. Listening to this, you will be our favorite person on the planet. Well, I think the one part you, and then the other thing is obviously Cervantes would be in there as well. But the yes, the <laughs> so now especially if like I'm a big enough bear, like a grizzly bear, yeah. Like, then like Cervantes could like could like be held by me at that point yeah. instead of being my steed. Yeah, and then I could like pick up Cervantes and chuck him into battle. That's oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> all right and with that <laughs> thanks thanks as always for listening <laughs> we'll be back soon with the next episode we promise we promise this yeah. time and no, no poros were harmed in the making of no this of this fictional question <laughs> we'll talk to y'all later <laughs> take care everybody